Raid FM 1071. The Raid heard around the world as the FBI raids Mar-a-Lago, Donald Trump's home. Trump in New York, no threat to destroy evidence. Agents scooping up documents, breaking into a safe without reviewing them. If that's true, that's a clear violation of the Fourth Amendment. So here we sit today. Was this a political hit job? It's Warren Ryman. Good morning, sir. How are you? Oh, man. Crazy day in America today, man. I, I was up late watching this stuff, and I, I, I you know, I, I texted you last night. Can you believe what's going on? And your reply this morning was, nothing these people do surprises me anymore, and I'm, I'm getting to that point. I mean, this is, this is, this is asshole stuff. We are, <laughs> this is, you know, bad. I mean, this is bad on so many different levels. You know, if you look at it on the on the topsoil of it, uh, if it's uh, you know, it could be just they want to get in there and make him look bad. They want to try to find documents uh, that maybe are damning to them, uh, as the listener pointed out earlier. Uh, but what's going on beneath the the surface of this is what concerns me. Uh, I, I said to my wife last night, you know, this could be about actually trying to start something. Uh, in the streets, because you got the uh, uh, folks outside of Mar-a-Lago with their flags and their Trump hats. I I don't know, man. I I've never seen anything like this before, and I I I don't know what to think, honestly. Well, the reason you haven't seen it is because it hasn't happened before to yeah. this extent. This has never happened in American politics. Uh, this is clearly, as I've said, you know, 1930s Germany, Venezuela. Yeah. We could go on KGB. This rises or sinks, however you want to view this, to the level of that exactly. This is a, a they could have done this if those documents were truly there and they exist then they could have done this through subpoena power. They could have said, Mr. Right. President, we need to meet with you. We need those documents. They didn't do that. They decided to raid him, just like they went after on process crimes. They went after Manafort and Stone and all these other people that were in his orbit. They went after those people with heavy-handed tac- uh, tactics, and they're doing it against him, too. Clearly weaponization of the FBI. No doubt oh, about abs- that. Absolutely. You yeah. know, and he had a very successful weekend at, the, at CPAC. Uh, you know, uh, the straw poll uh, put him uh, uh, clearly uh, ahead of uh, anybody else right now as far as the GOP. And uh, and then just a couple of days later, this happens. I mean, I, again, I, my whole thing last night was I am watching the end of America. Oh, and I, I'm not, I'm watching the end of my country. Oh, it's gone. Uh, they, they they you know on top of the eighty seven thousand new IRS agents are going to have clearly, they can use the DOJ against whomever they wish to. They've gone after parents who are against CRT and all that's the sex stuff in the schools. Uh, they've been going after Trump since he uh, since he won the election. Well, before he won the election. Uh, and they still are. I mean, I, I don't know. If, I, I don't know if this is an act of desperation and fear, or if this is intentional on some other level. Uh, uh, I believe but it's, it's intentional. scary crap. I yeah, believe I it's intentional yeah. because what they're doing is they want to dredge him up to run against him in the upcoming November election. He's the only one they feel that they can beat, right? So they they, they got to remember everything that they're doing is to motivate their base. Their base doesn't care about them. Their base is looking for a new president. Seventy-five percent of Democrats want a new president. They're down looking at AOC level now. That's oh, where God. they are looking for a president. They don't want the guy they got. The the Democrats clearly don't have any new ideas. That's why they. Pass the 
the largest tax and spend bill in the history of our country over the weekend, which mm. will definitely take more money away from the American people, no question about that. That's why they're making the moves they're making. And now this October surprise in, in August is all about running against Donald Trump. You just brought up the IRS. That's going to rate the $80 billion and the 87,000 more IRS agents will raise the number of agents to 157,000 IRS agents. <laughs> yeah, 157,000 IRS agents. <laughs> Dude, yeah. I think our greatest uh, enemy right now is our own government. I don't know how else to put it. It's if the they, Democrats. And we've, and we've heard this over and over again, that uh, you know, if they can go after Donald Trump, they can go after you. <laughs> they can go after anybody. It, it's, it's now a political weapon. It's now a political machine, and it, it sends a chill down your spine. I mean, I, I, I'm with you to a certain extent that nothing surprises me. But at the same time, it is breathtaking. It, it truly is uh, to, to watch this. Uh, turn of events in, within our own government and with Democrats, they they are on the move and and they're playing for keeps. Well, and uh, I, I'm it. I can't. I keep coming back to the idea that my enemy now is my government. Well, it's it's the Democrats. They fully the Democrats. full on the Democrats yeah. are it. The Democrats and the Democrat Party, they are that. And the only question that we have <laughs> or that I have right now is what else will they do? To what extent will they go? What levels will they sink to to remove him from the political playing field? Remember. He was impeached for speaking to Ukraine about Biden corruption. Then Trump opponents screamed that Trump was going after political opponent uh, Joe Biden. Now Biden sicks the DOJ on Trump, and his Biden supporters are now celebrating that move. So the the, the double standard is is clear. Um, the FBI never did look into Hillary Clinton destroying beyond recover 33,000 emails after they were subpoenaed by Congress. They have yet to look at to, to Hunter Biden in any shape, form, or fashion. And why, answer me this, why isn't the FBI interested or interested at all in the Epstein client list? How come? Well, because probably a lot of them are on it. That's right. That's right. (laughs) I I know we keep saying saying Democrats, but, I mean, you go back to the Hillary Clinton thing. That was our government that also didn't go after her. This is our government going, I mean, whoever populates it, and you're right, it's predominantly Democrats who are about this stuff, uh, but it's the government that is doing this. They are the government right now, and they are going after a political opponent, uh, and, and they've gone after American citizens. Uh, it, it's it's I, it really does take my breath away because I I don't know if we don't have some success in November. I told my wife last night they, they may already have something uh, going for November. They might not even actually be afraid of November uh, doing something like this. I think this is more about trying to start something, uh, if that makes sense. Because this has obviously beyond Donald Trump pissed off a lot of Americans. Uh, who are watching this, and not just Trump supporters, I, I hope, uh, because this should uh, this should uh, scare the hell out of every single American citizen. And if it doesn't, then you're you know got your head up your butt because this is bad. This well, is real bad. Keep in mind, uh, just like the the iceberg and the Titanic, right? There's a very right. small portion of that iceberg that is above the waterline that we see day to day. That would be the elected officials, the people in the cabinet that are serving openly, and all that. The vast majority of the iceberg that will take your ship out is down below the water surface right. that we never see. We're talking about the people that work in the bureaucracies and the agents. Right. inside of Washington, D.C., and I can tell you right now, the vast majority of them are far-left, socialist, Marxist, 
Democrats. The Republicans have very little control inside of Washington, D.C., much less running it, uh, and, and neither do uh, conservatives. It's just one of those deals where they have worked themselves into those agencies. They run those agencies, and that's why you end up with stuff like this. If the Republicans win in November and they don't start about and get about seriously defunding all of these agencies, I'm talking about going through them bit by bit, piece by piece, and cutting off their funding because that's what they will have control over. Congress has control over the purse strings. They must begin defunding the swamp and getting rid of it and breaking it up, and you do that by taking away the dollars. They got to. Well, I, I absolutely agree, you know, uh, because if this continues on uh, unchecked, it's just going to get worse because we have to look at it from this point of view as well. This, inqui- this required a lot of people. This was not a small amount of people that pulled this off. Okay, now it, it, what we have to accept is that all of the agents that went in there, all of the folks who directed this behind the scenes, all of the people who were involved in this operation, okay, obviously there was no significant voice saying, hey, this is wrong. Hey, we shouldn't do this. They were all in on this. That's what scares me in a sense. And that tells me that, uh, uh, yeah, there, there's a big old iceberg beneath the beneath the surface. And uh, uh, it's uh, it's scary uh, because, again, this is not merely about Donald Trump and the 45th president. This is about you and me and what they can do to us. All right. Quick break. More Warren Rima coming up here on KTSA. Stevens Roofing is family-owned. They're a local company. They deal with the same weather that you and I deal with every day here in South Texas, like the hot Texas sun that is pounding down on your roof day after day right now. And that can do a terrible job on your roof. It can degrade and age your roof and the roofing material. You know those asphalt shingles? They'll start to buckle. They'll erode. They'll peel away, delaminate, and all that, and that'll expose the wood surface and the elements and the terrain, uh, wind, and all that kind of stuff. And then you end up with water damage to the roof, and now an entire roof, including the decking, needs to be put on. Don't get to that point. You need a reliable roofer that can handle anything that Texas weather can throw at it, and that is Stevens Roofing. Online at stevensroofing.net. They're commercial, residential, metal, composition, licensed by the city of San Antonio. Estimates are always free. Your roof covers your home and your family. Be sure your roof is safe and secure. With Stevens Roofing, they have your family covered. 210-785-0994. And now the AccuWeather forecast. There's a slight chance of a passing shower here and there, but don't bet to farm on it, all right? 100 today and tomorrow. Right now it's 78 at KTSA. Good. 7-1. And it's wearing rhyme at 721 at KTSA. One other point I want to make about the uh, FBI and Mar-a-Lago from last night, and this is the overarching point you're just talking about with them wanting to start something or them controlling the government, the government being the enemy and all that. We always have to keep in mind that Democrats want to destroy our system. Yeah. Everything from the Constitution to, this, to, the, to, the, to the institutions, everything. They want to destroy it to rebuild it with Marxist principles. That is what the Democrat Party is all about. That's why I call them the biggest threat to the Republic of the United States. So one of the things that they have to do is sow distrust in the system and in the institutions of our system and into the Constitution. In order to be able to destroy it, they have to get people to the point where they distrust it. And I don't trust it. <laughs> I don't trust it at all. either. <laughs> they've done a pretty <laughs> good job. Not, yeah, they've, they've been very successful. Yeah. Look, uh, John from uh, Breitbart was right. I mean, you, you, you know, we, these are people who uh, decide which laws they're go- going to enforce and which ones they don't. 
Uh, they have targeted Americans uh, since the IRS and the, the uh, uh, tax-free uh, status uh, back in the Obama era. Uh, they targeted U.S. citizens uh, in regards to Obamacare with the original mandate. Uh, again, they, they have no issue flouting the law, flouting the Constitution, uh, to go after their opponents or who they feel uh, are a threat. And that is the definition of a fascist state. Well, that's that where we are. That is the definition. Yeah, well, I mean, we are, we are on the road to Venezuela. We are on the road to being an asshole, to use uh, Donald Trump's infamous words. And we're seeing it happen right before our very eyes. Yep. And there's only so many people who are paying attention to it, though. Because you know the people who watch The View and the people who who get their news from memes and social media and ABC and NBC and CNN, they're loving this. They think this is great. Well, think about this. ABC had had a poll on just yesterday. Democrats are leading... Democrats are leading in the recent polling in November. So now look, I don't I don't trust those polls. Obviously, I no. certainly don't trust anything that ABC says. So you know, I'll, I'll set that aside. But the point is, they're putting that word out. So the imbeciles that watch them, that listen to yeah. them, that pay attention to what they say, they're buying that stuff. They're sucking oh, yeah. it down, man. Every every last bit of it. Yeah, they don't question. No, nah. they don't. I mean, how you and I have both interacted with people in our personal life and on the air who have no clue, who believe things very, very strongly, but have no idea why they believe that stuff. And I've always said the average moron in this country will will believe something absolutely if the right person tells them. And uh, uh, they're doing a dance of joy today, and it's like, maybe this this is you too. This is your country. They can come after you as well. Having a D at the end of your name or after your name, doesn't protect you from a rogue government that'll take down anybody they see as a threat. But see, they know who really runs it, and that's that uh, iceberg that's under the waterline that I keep talking about. They're the ones who are running the show. It's not the elected officials. It's the ones down here that are absolutely running the show. Um, Bringing it back local, the biggest local story in years here is Uvalde. Obviously, without saying, there's no debate about that. That is the biggest local story in years, possibly since Sutherland Springs in the same type of situation that happened. Uh, Now, uh, as far as as being on top of what's going on in Uvalde, we we do this on this show. I do it on the 5 to 7. I know you do it on your show as well. And they had yet another, another meeting last night of the school board in which parents showed up, and close to four hours in length. Uh, so th- these are unprecedented. Obviously, these are unprecedented times in, in Uvalde and unprecedented meetings. And once again, the question came up about Pete Arredondo and now the Robb Elementary School principal, Mandy Gutierrez, parents saying, until these two are removed, we're not putting our kids back in school over there. Right. And Dr. Hal Harrell is the superintendent out there. He said they've offered Arredondo three additional dates for the termination hearing. They have yet to hear back from him. Look, don't wait to hear back from him. Have your Just, hearing. If he doesn't want to come and defend himself, have your hearing, take a vote, and then live by that vote, but move the process forward. Just fire his ass. Right. <laughs> why, why, why is this taking so long, man? Right. you got to wait for his schedule? For his schedule. I mean, if you or I were going to get fired, they wouldn't wait for, hey, can, when, when can, you, can you come in so we can fire you? <laughs> you know, in the, in the private sector, this wouldn't happen. Just fire his ass. That's all you have to do. 
then you you have at least some modicum of 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 uh, not healing so much, but as conclu- a, a conclusion to this. And uh, the the fact that they have to keep rescheduling this thing is weird to me. I don't I don't know really what's going on it's there, lunacy. but I, I just I just say fire his ass. Just well, do it. They have to they have to have the meeting because that's the whole process that's right. set up by law, and legally they have to have the meeting. But my point is, have the meeting and get rid of it. That's yeah. it. Have the meeting. Why, if he doesn't does want to come, be there? <laughs> yeah. If he doesn't want to come, if he doesn't want to be there to defend himself and speak for himself, fine. We don't need you here, big boy. We'll handle this on our own. We'll take care <laughs> right. of it. You know. Uh, and and so it, screwing it, around. Yeah, it's absolutely ridiculous. And the ones who who are paying for this in the end are the parents and the children down in Uvalde. You've got to get some closure, and this is what's going to do it. Well, that that's what I keep. That's what I keep coming back to. It's like imagine being one of the parents. And watching this clown show just go on and on and on, all the way from the the principal being put on suspended, then three days later reinstated, to these these endless uh, uh, rescheduling of the of this meeting with Arredondo. If you're a parent, I, I would think this would be driving you crazy. Oh, it on is. Top they made of that all clear. The grief that you're feeling. Yeah, they made that clear in that meeting yeah. last night, and that's why somebody needs to pull the bulls by the horns and do it. I concur. All right, quick break. More wearing Rama coming up for you. There's always a lot going on at Blue Bonnet Chrysler Dodge Ram in New Braunfels. That's number one in Texas for Ram truck sales. That means they get more of them, and they got a better price on all of them. The number one volume Ram truck dealer in Texas year after year, and August is their biggest sale month of the year. It's the Make This the Summer Sales event right now at Blue Bonnet in New Braunfels, and you can choose from over 500 vehicles in stock and more arriving all the time. So if you don't find exactly what you're looking for on the lot, you can reserve one that's on its way, or you can custom order yours to exact specs and no extra charge for the custom order either. Now, you're going to get special summer event savings in addition to their low posted prices, and you'll get great selection and a year of free oil changes and car washes with your brand-new car or truck purchase at Blue Bonnet, where price is the difference. And as a bonus, they're open until 10 p.m. every Friday and Saturday in August, so you can shop in person. You can shop online. Make it easy on yourself. Shop by phone. It doesn't matter. Blue Bonnet in New Braunfels, that's where the price is the difference at Blue Bonnet Chrysler Dodge Ram in New Braunfels. Oh, yeah, 7.36, it's Warren Ryman, KTSA, thanks for listening. And, Sean, regardless of Rachel Maddow and the West Wing breaking out an orgasmic delight over this yesterday, (laughs) we do need to talk about some truth, don't we? We do have to go into the facts of this. Yeah. And I didn't sleep at a Holiday Inn Express last night, and I'm not a constitutional attorney, but I've had Dershowitz on. I've talked to Turley. I have had Napolitano on as one of my great friends for many, many years. And we've discussed specifically the Fourth Amendment, unreasonable search and seizures, and the issuance of these search warrants, right? Right. And and to a person, and these guys are the most well-respected constitutional attorneys in America, they tell me that you have to specify in there exactly what document you're looking for, what's on that document that you're looking for, and specifically where it is. And the reason for that is it used to be back in the day, and it happened in the 1930s in Germany. It happens in Venezuela. It happens with the KGB. They go on fishing expeditions where they break into a home, and they just start grabbing whatever they can grab to see what they can find, right, so that they can possibly find something that might be able to use against you. And the Fourth Amendment, according to those constitutional authorities that I just mentioned, specifically, explicitly discounts that and says you can't use that stuff. So if they went in, as 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 Eric Trump was saying last night, if they went in 
to this home, and they were just scooping up documents without reviewing them to make sure they got the right documents. They broke into, apparently, an empty safe. Didn't have anything in it at all going on a fishing expedition. None of this is going to be admissible. None of this is going to be uh, used, and, and it's just another violation of a citizen. Because, remember, the president is a citizen. Oh, yeah. A citizen's yeah. Fourth Amendment right. Yeah, absolutely. And what we're hearing is that they scooped up 15 boxes without looking in the boxes. <laughs> they didn't check to see what was in the boxes. I mean, beyond busting in the, into the safe, which was a relatively new safe, as I understand it, uh, they just took stuff and weren't, weren't even looking at what they were picking up. Okay, now, you can't tell me that that's constitutional in any way, shape, or form. And as you pointed out, uh, a lot of this stuff, this kind of a thing, if we're talking about stuff he just took home with him from the White House, uh, you could subpoena. You, you don't need a freaking FBI raid. Okay, you've got more evidence for an FBI raid on Hunter Biden than you will ever have on Donald Trump. You had obviously much more uh, uh, at stake when it comes to all those emails that were that uh, Hillary Clinton destroyed. Uh, so th- this is obviously political, but uh, it- it's, again, scary in the sense that they are capable of something like this. To the president, uh, former president of the United States of America, of America, again, this involves every single citizen who who uh, is watching this happen. This is about you as well, what, whether you're a Democrat or you're Republican or you're Independent or whatever the hell you are. Uh, and uh, again, that's kind of what, uh, what pricked up my ears uh, last night was that they're, they're just scooping stuff up. They're yep. not even looking at it. No, no. That's yeah. A, that's... I mean, I know. I know enough. I, I've watched enough Law and Order to know <laughs> that you, you got to have a. You got to be pretty specific in what you're what you're picking up. Well, and we know that they have lied to uh, federal judges before the fi- whole FISA thing for years and years. So we know that they're capable of lying in order to get this done. Right. But if they didn't present the proper documents that had uh, specificity as to what they were looking for, they're in a whole lot of trouble. And you're right. There's much more to go after where Hunter Biden and Joe Biden and James Biden and the corruption of the Biden family right. and the influence peddling there and God knows what else. But yesterday, Joe gets to Kentucky to look at flood damage. And he can. Oh, God. Yesterday. Oh, God. He can barely stand up. I mean, the man could barely. Now, remember, he supposedly has been in isolation for COVID. I don't believe it. I don't believe it was COVID. I I believe it was something in his head. Yeah. Um, So he could barely stand up. He couldn't put his own coat on. His wife wearing a candy striper dress puts that on him like she's taking (laughs) taking care of some old old guy down at the old folk home. But I want you to listen to what he said, and you decipher it for me because you can decipher words, right? So here's what he said, and you tell me if if you can make sense of any of this. Um, First of all, he said... That this this new bill that they passed on uh, over the weekend provides for health care, and he said, "quote God knows what else is in there." <laughs> yes, I I saw that. God knows what else is in there. Uh, yeah, yeah. So then he, he, he doesn't know. No, he doesn't have no, no idea. He doesn't know where he is. And, and he's gonna sign a damn thing, and he has no idea yeah. what's in it. All right. So here's what he said. "Quote." We've never done this before because of a number of things we got done we never done before. Bipartisan and like a billion or $200 million infrastructure project never done like what we're doing today. We passed yesterday helping take care of everything from health care to God mm. knows what else. And yeah. what we're going to do is we're going to see, for like example, that they put a new water line in over that community over there. Oh, by the way, it's time to run a sprint. Let's run some wind sprints. Run laps. 
And then he right. said this, quote, there's no reason why they can't at the same time dig a line that puts in a whole new modern line for Internet connections. Why would we can't do that? It's going to be different. We're going to come back better than before, you know. And, you know, one thing about it, the weather may be out of our control for now, but it's not beyond our control. Let's go run some laps. Yeah. Um, yeah, that. I, 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 you know, words are my thing. Writing is, I, I have no idea what he just said. I, there's, there's no way to decipher what he just said. You know why? Because he don't know what he just, what he just said. Okay, that, that's what I, you know, and again, I, I, I know a little bit about dementia and early onset and all that stuff. And as I say all the time, what happens is a person may have a thought that is cogent in their mind, but they're losing the ability for that thought to make it out through the mouth. And it's almost like I call it like falling off an intellectual cliff and just trying to grab at a at a limb to 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 catch yourself. I saw this happening with my mom, where they start a thought and then all of a sudden they just it goes off out in the left field and you just tell they're spinning their wheels trying to get back to whatever the original thought was, and that's plainly obvious with him. And he physically looks feeble. Well, he let me bring up something about that. He's starting to look like something that, you know, yeah. he is not well. Yeah, this is where I wanted to go with this. Ultimately, I wanted to take it to this because I lost a grandfather to Alzheimer's. So I can tell mm. you that a lot of the stuff that I see in Joe, and I'm not trying to trying to say Joe is that, but I'm, what I am saying, a lot of the stuff that we see on a day-to-day basis with him, I'm very eerily, makes the hair in my arm stand up because I'm eerily familiar with what we're, what we're witnessing here, at least on the outside. First of all, as you said, trains of thought going all over, obviously dazed and confused, not really knowing. Uh, he's, he's supposedly been under isolation for uh, COVID, and he's sitting there with the governor of Kentucky sitting right next to him. Yeah. Joe is turned to the side. The governor's speaking. He's turned to the side away from the governor, and he's staring into space. He's just staring yeah. off into nothingness. And then he turns back. He's v- barely able to hold his head up, and he starts coughing, starts coughing, yeah. sitting one foot next to the governor of Kentucky. But here's what's interesting to me concerning his physical his physicality right now. He's stumbling. He's obviously barely able to stand up. The gait is a shuffling. He's, he's not even picking his feet up anymore. Watch him walk. And they, he just drags his feet, couldn't put his coat on yesterday. And here's the real tell, Sean. When you see him in a, in a particular setting where they're going to have a close-up on his eyes or you could yeah. you know, see through his eyes, they're making him wear the aviators now. I've, I noticed that. I bet I have picked up on that. Uh, I, well, you know, then you and I both know that the, the, the real problem here is that once the dementia? If we're not saying he has or doesn't have it, you know, no, we're, no. we're just talking. We about, don't know based upon what you know. You and I have experienced is that once it really kicks in, it moves very quickly. Uh, you know, uh, a handful of months ago, you know, I have a loved one who was sort of able to still maintain a conversation, and now she can't. She can't, and that's what I'm saying. It it, it moves very quickly once it starts to take over. And that's what I'm seeing with him. I, I see a, a, a steep, steady decline. And, uh, uh, I, yeah, I, I don't buy the, the COVID thing anymore at all because of the way they're parading him around right now. If he seriously had COVID, you wouldn't have him sitting next to people. You wouldn't have him in all these situations they're, they're trotting him out in. But uh, uh, I, I think uh, the decline is, uh, has kicked in the high gear. And uh, if that's true, uh, you know, in a handful of months uh, or maybe even weeks, 
you know, he may be incomprehensible. He's almost there now. Well, and see, that's the deal. He loses his train of thought and all that. And no, not trying to diagnose him from here. Have no idea what he has, but something's wrong, okay? Yeah, it's oh, yeah. clear. <laughs> it's clear to the world and world leaders that something's wrong. But we <laughs> talk about this raid last night throwing America into a constitutional crisis. Well, folks, we got a constitutional crisis with the president because if this is him and what we see is him, he's not running the country, but somebody is, and that brings upon us a constitutional crisis in and of itself because supposedly he was elected to be the president of the United States. Supposedly he took the oath of office to be the president of the United States, but obviously to all of us he's incapable of doing that. So somebody is, and it's not him, baby. And whoever is, is an unelected person. And we don't even know, who, or I would submit a, a team of people. And we really, although you and I have our suspicions, we really don't know who those people are. So, yeah, this this uh, we're, we're in a bad place. I got my, my BP starting to go up, man. This is upsetting me. <laughs> I, I got to settle don't down. Don't let it upset this you. To, <laughs> I got to take it easy for the rest of the day, rest of the day man. Beep, 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 beep. Ooh, uh, All right, let me tell wait you. Wait for the interest to kick in. There we go. <laughs> beep, beep. Let me tell you about Shirts Funeral Home. Quick break here in Shirts Funeral Home. It's your family funeral home. Talking about the future and planning for the future, obviously. And a great way to plan for the future is to have a plan in place. I don't know how many times you probably heard me say, if you're a new listener, you may not have heard me say, but if you've been listening a while, that the only thing that's certain about life is life is uncertain. So have a plan. Just put a plan in place and then go about living your life. Don't obsess over it. Don't make it the number one thing in your life. Make God the number one thing in your life and your family number two and everything else going to be cool, right? This is just one of those things that you do to take care of your family. That's to put together a funeral plan. Well, we're hoping that you pass, you know, in decades from now, like forever, right? But, it's, you know, that's not life. Um, life says that it's uncertain and sometimes things happen. So have a plan in place so your family doesn't have to do that for you. And then pay for it today in today's dollars they got financing options available of course and that way your family doesn't have to you know take out of whatever you're leaving them insurance or maybe a 401k or whatever whatever you're leaving your family they don't have to worry about that either you did it you took care of it for them with shirts funeral home give them a call today 210-658-9224 9th of august wearing rima what day is it sean it's the days it's that time of the day for the days um well, here's one for you and me. It's International Coworkers Day. Right on. <laughs> awesome. So let's celebrate. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, it's uh, International Book Lovers Day, which oh. uh, also makes us both very happy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Beyond, like, I know the Bible, but uh, do you have a favorite book that uh, is just a book that you return to every now and again and, and read over? No. No? No. I, I have several that I can list, but I, I won't get into it because it just take too long. But the one that I daily is, yeah, it's got to be the Bible. It's preeminent right, above right. them all as far as I'm concerned. But, yeah, no, I, I really don't. How about you? Uh, well, the Bible, I, I try to read the Scripture every day. But I, uh, uh, my favorite novel is a novel called uh, Steppenwolf by Herman Hesse. And uh, I've been reading it since I was in my uh, late teens. And I read it every ten years because it deals with a middle-aged man. And uh, in his life. <laughs> and so I started reading it when I was like 18, and then I read it again at 20, then I read it again at 30, then I read it again at 40, and I don't know, it might just depress me now, because now I'm actually older than the character in yeah. the story by about five years. Yeah. Well, right now there's apparently people in the government that are reading Mein Kampf, I guess. But, uh, be <laughs> that my seems guess. to be popular. Yeah. Uh, right. Let's see, it's National Hand-Holding Day. All right. So like love that. on someone's hand. Yep. Uh, it's also uh, finally, and I know this is uh, the most thrilling holiday of the of the uh, morning. 
It's National Polka Day. Okay, let's polka. Awesome. Polka. So go love on an accordion somewhere. There you go. <laughs> so like that. As long, as long as it's not in Flacco's hands. Uh, yeah, oh, yeah. Because you might lose an appendage. <laughs> exactly <There you> right. <laughs> i got to bring this up real quick. Uh, sure. Olivia Newton-John, 73 mm. yesterday. Oh, yeah. She was eminently talented, uh, beautiful, voice of an angel. Oh, God, yeah. 50 years ago when I started my radio career, I started at K-Buck, which was a country station. We played... All kinds of great classic down home type country but when she came along we immediately started to play her stuff and let me tell you when you're a young boy and you're getting started in this business and you play i honestly love you you talk about getting <laughs> you talk about getting i love you too oh no man too, Olivia. when she's like i honestly love you oh my oh. god hello what? hello what a gorgeous song that oh, is! And, well, and, and <laughs> no, it's true. It's true. Elaine. It's true. Elaine's Elaine. like, head. oh my god, you're so Elaine gross. Elaine's shaking her head. Is she like, you're oh, going old yes. fart territory again? But it's so, so wonderful. She had a voice of an angel. She really hey. did. Hey, and let's get physical. I mean, come on, man. Uh, in the spandex, okay, that that helped me through adolescence. Okay, I'm just <laughs> putting it out there. Do you know who that song was written for? No. That no, song was originally written for Rod Stewart. Really? They wanted mm-hmm. Rod Stewart. Did she to, think he was sexy? Uh, yes. <laughs> and, you know, hot legs. That was the time of hot legs. We're all right. Do yeah. you think I'm sexy and all that stuff? And they wanted him to follow it up with, let's get physical, physical, no. in the Rod Stewart voice. He was going through that campy stage there. He was. Right. He was. No, I'm, I'm glad Olivia did it because Me I wouldn't too. want to see Rod Stewart. I, we've seen Rod in, in spandex quite enough no, uh, in enough. that era. You know. Remember, uh, please, Mr. Enough. Please Don't Play B-17? Is that, is that yeah. one's playing? There it is. Yeah. Good Kentucky whiskey on the counter. <laughs> and my friends around to help me ease the pain. I volunteer as tribute. To some button pushing cowboy voice. plays that love song. And here I am just missing you again. Oh, it's a beautiful song. Please, Mr. I love that, man. Oh, and, of course, for a lot of us, she'll always be Sandy. That's oh, true. yeah. Oh, yeah. I saw yesterday yeah. a bunch of memes and pictures of her. Iconic picture of her looking back over her shoulder in the front seat of the car right. as it was launching into space in green <laughs> in Greece. Yeah. Right. And the picture yesterday that everybody kept putting up was her looking back of her just leaving planet Earth. Going oh, the car. Lord. Yeah. That's sweet. That's poetic. Um, another one I, I wanted to mention, uh, for people who love history, uh, like you and myself, David McCullough passed away yesterday at 89. Oh, yeah. He got no attention for, for on his death yesterday because everybody was focused on a living. No. Mm. But if you wanted to read some fantastic historical books about our country and others, you've got uh, the one he wrote in 94 about Harry Truman. He wrote about John Adams in 2001. But I'd suggest you start with 1776. That's the place to start. Oh, that's a great book. Isn't that wonderful? I, I read that years oh, ago. Yeah. That's a that's a that's a great book. I mean, if you really want a good, solid book to read about the beginning of this country, mm. that would be it. Yeah. And uh, uh, you know, and, and and as a historian, you know, also just a phenomenal writer. Yeah. And, uh, you know, a lot of pe- a lot of folks write history, but they're not great writers. Uh, but he certainly was. And uh, yeah, seventeen seventy six. 
It's if you're a talk show host, that's required. Oh, you reading. have to know it. You, you <laughs> have to know if it. If you're an American, it's yeah. required reading. But it, uh, it's it, yeah, I, I read that actually in uh, at the beginning of my radio of uh, my talk radio career. Yeah, it ought to be in every and school. Just a fantastic required book. reading oh, yeah. in every school. But what what he did was make that kind of history very interesting. All right, back in a minute. More oh, where yeah. Rima coming up? KTSA. My heart. Please help. Where in Rima? <laughs> Seven till nine. News Talk five fifty uh. KTSA and FM one zero seven one. Cut the crap. Just cut the crap. Cut it down. No more crap. Uh, I know they, that's the, the the crap river is going to continue to flow. Unfortunately. Well, two points. Two points. Okay. Yeah. If you're thinking that this is not political, that this is just a regular process of due process of law, and not political, <laughs> okay, then ask yourself in your little pea brain, why now? Right? Why right. now? Right. Donald Trump has not been president for two years. He's had these documents and these boxes supposedly, allegedly, for two years. Why coming up on the midterms where the Democrats are about to get their asses whooped. Why now? That's the first thing. Second thing is this whole thing about that we were hearing this over and over again. Rachel Madcow last night was all about no one is above the law. No one, not even a former well, president. Is above, really? Okay. If no one's above the law, then why haven't we seen or had prosecutions on Jeffrey Epstein's pervo pedo list of clients? Those are a bunch of guys who are above the law for sure. There's all kinds of people above the law right now. The whole Biden family is above the law right now. You have uh, a laptop with uh, uh, stuff on it from Hunter Biden where he's on camera committing crimes. God knows what else is on there and, and nothing. So I got to watch my I got to I got to settle down here. <laughs> you know, there, there's all kinds. Right. There's all kinds of people. Is that squiggly line up, going up and down? Yeah, I, I, I tell you, I was I was hot last night. I mean, I, I was getting worked up. Well, uh, no, th- there's no, they a lot of done folks. It with a subpoena. They could have done it with yes. subpoena, right? Yes, he was yeah, in New absolutely. York. He was not even there, so he, there was no chance that he was going to destroy anything. He wasn't right. going to destroy any document. So this clearly, clearly is all political, and 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 the really, I, I happen to believe, Sean, and you tell me what you think, but I happen to believe the real targets are you and me. I'm talking about the people out here who support Absol- conservative values, right? Oh, absolutely. Well, hell, we've been uh, considered domestic terrorists ever since January 6th. You know, I mean, uh, uh, you know, soccer moms are now domestic terrorists. Pretty much anybody that is, uh, as they used to say in the old uh, communist regime of Russia, anybody who is unpleasant uh, is now the enemy of the state, and the state's going to come after you. What, what the hell do they need 87,000 additional IRS agents for? What, 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 you know, in a bill that was supposed to be some kind of economic relief for you and I, they funded for themselves on our tax dollars 87,000 additional uh, uh, IRS agents to come after who? You and me and your business and, and whatever. So, you know, it, 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 it is political. It is political. Certainly it is. Yep. But it, it's also uh, the beginnings of a, of a fascist state. What's well, Gestapo? Right it's Gestapo it, tactics is what it is. Well, yeah. And yeah, I've, I've called this, you know, 1930s Germany all over again, where dictators control and the people who are political oppositions are done away with. And that's exactly what's happening. They're starting at the very top. Because if they can in- intimidate him and get rid of him, as dictators have done in the past, remember, they have to get rid of their opposition. And that's exactly what they're doing here meanwhile yesterday again again 
another billion dollars in armaments being sent to Ukraine. It's it's a couple God. of billion every week, every week. And so far now we're up to nine billion or more. And here's what's troubling about well, there's a number of things troubling about this. Number one is no oversight, no accountability. I'm going to keep saying that every time they announce that they're sending more to Ukraine. Nobody is is checking Joe Biden about this. Nobody is looking after it. And this particular shipment, Sean, a billion dollars in armaments that are coming right off our shelves from our military. So we're taking from our men and women from armaments that are designed to protect and defend us in our country and giving those armaments to Ukraine, another billion announced yesterday. Well, and along with that, we're, we're, I imagine we're still uh, giving oil away uh, to everybody in the, uh, in the world except for ourselves. So, you know, and that's the, the oil reserve. Petroleum reserves are also in case we need them for military action here stateside in case we get attacked, frankly. And uh, I, I don't know how we, we come back from this. I mean, I, yeah, I, I agree that November is extraordinarily important. But the the things that I'm observing going on almost tell me they're, in an odd way, maybe not even really that worried about November. Maybe there's something else at play here. I mean, it's still pretty far out from November. I mean, I know it's only a handful of months. But in political terms, we're still light years away. And, and this is what they pull now? What's going to happen between now and November? That's the question. That's it right there. Brought that up earlier today. Two two main questions. What else is coming? Because they're not done yet. There's more to oh, come. No. It's going to be major stuff, right? Big stuff is coming between now and November. We don't know what it is, but there's more to come. That's number one. And number two, they have done everything. I, I said this this morning. Uh, thank God this is Donald Trump. Remember everything that he's been through, right? Remember right. all the grabbing of this that went on during the campaign, and then we got into the to the presidential time. And for three years, they handled him. They uh, went after this this false Russian narrative and the scandal there. They impeached him twice. They were going to try to impeach him again after he was out of office. Nads. <laughs> talked about that the most ridiculous right. stuff we've ever seen he could withstand all of this right so thank god it's him because he stands up against this and he can withstand all of this future leaders i'm not so sure are going to be able to do that and the next question then concerning donald trump what else what else are they willing to do to take him off the political playing field what else well i, I you know what else are they willing to do to take anybody off the field who who is a threat to them uh, I think that's the the truly scary part in in that uh, he you're right he can withstand this stuff. Could you? I couldn't. You know, if if uh, if uh, they came after me for some reason or any average citizen, maybe a small or medium uh, sized business owner, and they sick the IRS on you, are you going to have the ability to stand up to them? A lot of folks won't, because I agree. It's, that's why Trump's a badass. He can withstand this stuff. And and make jokes about it, uh, uh, but you know it, it, this is more about you said it just a few minutes ago. This is more about you and me, and all the folks who can't stand up against something like this. And I think that's the part that uh, uh, that is uh, truly breathtaking. So I, if they're willing to do this now, you know that means they have bigger bigger uh, uh, surprises uh, coming along between now and November. And uh, that—that's the part. That's th there's your iceberg beneath the beneath the waterline there. Yep. Ugh, weird stuff, man. All right. So quick break here. More wear and rhyme coming up for you. No safe showers. If you've got an old garden tub or a shower tub combo that you never use, why don't you think about upgrading to a beautiful, stylish walk-in shower from Safe Showers? 
Now, this isn't one of those inexpensive fiberglass or acrylic overlays you see on TV. Nope. What they do at Safe Shower is they completely remove your old tub right down to the studs, and they install a beautiful designer walk-in shower, and they do this only in a couple of days. It's amazing, the process. Now, and you get to choose. You get to choose what it's going to look like. Obviously, you want to, right? So they got natural stone-style wall panels. They have glass doors, designer fixtures, shower seats. They got the handles and grab bars if you want those to shelving, you know, all kinds of stuff like that you can put in your safe shower. And right now, they've got the bath makeover event, so you can take advantage of huge savings right now at the bath makeover event. You get half-off installation from Safe Showers right now in your brand-new walk-in shower or bathtub. Interest-free financing for qualified buyers. And one of the greatest things that Chris and Joan do every day, all the time, they offer senior, military, and first responder discounts. So people who watch after us and take care of us every day, Chris and Joan at Safe Showers are taking care of them with all kinds of discounts. So set up your free in-home design consultation today from the great folks at Safe Showers at 210-655-1111. Here's that Acura the forecast. There's a slight, little bitty, tiny, infinitesimal chance of a passing shower here and there. I hope you get one. 100 a day and tomorrow, it's 78 right now, KTSA. Well, it's KTSA and FM 1071. What you got for us this morning, brother? Well, here's a uh, here's a story that uh, it's not, you know, this is just another sign of the times here. In that we have a, a woman in Washington State who uh, has been, uh, is a member of a YMCA. Uh, and her name is, uh, let's see here, uh, Julie Jamin. And uh, Julie is in the locker room, and there are several young girls in the locker room who are uh, taking their bathing suits down to use the bathroom. And she hears a man's voice. And in the locker room where these children are, uh, there is a trans employee of the of the YMCA. It's a man living like a woman in, in a woman's bathing suit. And uh, the woman complains and says, you need to get out of here. There are kids here. And uh, they uh, banned her uh, forever from the YMCA as a result. One more thing. She's an 80-year-old woman. And uh, she has been a member of this YMCA for 30 years. And because she complained about a dude in the locker room, they banned her forever. Uh, they're claiming it is the uh, last uh, example of her uh, uh, engaging in behavior uh, uh, that's uh, uh, that's against their standards, but uh, they can't really prove any other uh, examples of when she did anything wrong. This was really kind of the fir- I believe the first time, and uh, this is the obsession with this trans stuff. And they banned an 80-year-old woman for life from a YMCA she'd been to for 30 years because she had an issue with a male being in the girls locker room reminding us all that the ymca stood for at one time young men's christian association and would have never stood for having a guy in the girls bathroom in any shape form or fashion and i'm sorry if you're trans you're a guy or you're a girl there's only two uh genders and you are one or the other stay the hell out of the girls bathroom you don't belong in there i don't care if you wear a dress and mascara and you walk with a little swing uh guess what (laughs) 
<laughs> a swing of the hips. <laughs> a little, swi- little yeah. swish action Yeah, there, that's you right. Know? <laughs> you still a dude, man. Get out of the girls' bathroom and get out of there. Now, we used to, as men, see, this is this is where I believe, Sean, men in America have been uh, have been compromised. I just saw a tweet about this where, in, in a, I, I can't remember exactly what it said, so I don't want to try to quote it exactly, but that we need more Christopher Pikes back in America, you know, a man, a man's man, you know, Christopher <laughs> Pike from, from, from uh, Star Trek, obviously. I was going to say, that's yeah. the first Star Trek captain. That's oh, wow. It, you know, uh, you know, I, I agree to a certain extent, and I, I'm not even the most masculine dude on the planet, but, uh, you know, uh, uh, there, there seems to be a concerted effort to demasculinize, if that's a word. So it is uh, one now. American man. It is now. <laughs> Demasculize. <laughs> or emasculate, I guess, is the actual word. But That's I mean, the it, one. It, it seems to really be there, you know, this idea of toxic masculinity, uh, you know, and, and uh, dudes need to feminize. And uh, I, I think uh, the obsession with the trans community, which, again, we can't say it enough, is a tiny, at least before all this stuff, was a tiny community of people. And now, because uh, I think overall, I, you know what it is? Hippie chicks like girly men. There, I just said it. Hippie chicks like, gir- liberal chicks like girly men that they can control. And they see masculinity itself as a threat to their to their agenda and their whole worldview. Well. And, uh, and I'm somebody who, in years past, has supported, you know, gay rights, which sure. I still do. Sure. Uh, but we're, you know what? The trans issue isn't a gay issue. It's not. Here's what because I'm talking about. Because a lot of these about. dudes are straight. Yeah, no, no, that's right. And here's what I'm talking about, is that used to be men would stand up to this kind of nonsense and say, to hell with you, you're a guy, get out of the girl's bathroom. Don't you go in there. Right. I, I did it uh, a couple of times many years ago when we were uh, taking Annabelle out to dinner or whatever, and she was very young and had just started going to the bathroom in public by herself, you know, when, right. when you get to that age and you start releasing them. And we went to a couple of places where I went and stood by the door, and I stood right outside that door specifically because there were a couple of dudes in there that wanted to go in and use the girls' mm. bathroom. Well, they had to go through me. And they didn't want, they didn't <laughs> right, want any part right. of that. You know, you want right. an ass whipping right in the middle of the restaurant, just try it while I'm standing there. And, uh, and, and that's what we need more of. I'm not holding myself up as any paragon of masculinity or just some big dude, but I'm just saying we need more and more men to stand up and put an end to this crapola that's going on in this country. And that means kicking these people out, uh, that are, that are going to the girls' bathrooms in places like the YMCA. Well, well, what about the rights of the little kids? That's what you know, I'm talking that's about. That's the part that I keep coming back. What about, yes. those, in this particular case, what about those little girls in there? What about their rights? You're bringing up a great you know, point. I, great point. Because I, I don't mean to interrupt you to finish, please. But here, I wanted to insert this because this, this is the point. Remember when Barack Obama said, back when he was president, he forced this on the schools. Well, your, girl, your little daughter is just going to have to get used to this. Remember that? No, I, I, <laughs> no, I do remember that, but uh, I remember barfing in my mouth a little bit when he said it. Look, it, it, as parents, you know, uh, when your kid is is five or six or seven or eight or nine or ten or eleven or twelve, and you send them alone into a bathroom, it is always going to be a public bathroom. It's always going to uh, be a little scary for you. At least it was for me. Every time my kid was out of my sight. You know, my kid's 21. We went to see a movie a couple of weeks ago, and she got up to go buy some mozzarella sticks, and, and I was freaking out because she didn't get back in, in the time that I thought she should be back. She's a, she's a grown-ass woman. So, you know, this idea that dudes should just be able to stroll into girls' bathrooms and female bathrooms because they, they identify as something is a bunch of crap. And you know what? They do need their asses kicked. 
<laughs> well, look here, and I'm not advocating violence. Neither of us are advocating violence. I'm not advocating violence. No, I'm just, I'm just, I'm, again, my BP's a little hot this yeah. morning, no, so but, I'm on the but, edge. But here's the, going back to your original point on this story, and it's the, it's the point we cannot get away from or forget because it is the point. Even beyond the guy going in the girl's bathroom, which is a point, that's a sub point to the overall point, which is canceling of people who speak out she's just she's an 80 year old woman she's just merely using words words yeah that's all she she didn't beat anybody up she no. didn't harm anybody she didn't bring charges against she didn't call 911 to get there she did nothing other than speak and for speaking she's being canceled that nonsense when i started this hour saying cut the crap this as well cut the crap quit canceling people for their words stop it well, yeah, and, and uh, you know, this business that she was somehow an ongoing problem, she'd been attending this place for 30 years. Right, right. So you're going to tell me that at the age of 80, she just started harassing employees at a place she's been going to since she was 50. Come on, man. They, no, it was totally about this one example, this one 